Shout out to the mill. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Shout out right. to the mill. Uh, go. I got a cup of Joe. I'm feeling real feisty. Yeah. We ready, Bob? We're ready. We are rolling here on Happy Hour. I'm Jake Falkman. He is Eric Strickland. We are your fill-in host today uh, for Nick Sander, who will be back next week. And Enrique Avrilis Clary, who has just basically swapped shows there with you, Strick, for today. As, uh, as he's going to do on the block with, uh, with Austin. T-Bird uh, swap. Yeah. And they're going to do that live from CHI Center yeah, as for the uh, Omaha Supernovas. Supernovas are getting busy. Practice. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. It's, uh, listen, this is. I hadn't had a chance to really go over to a volleyball game, and I, I I watch them now. I do watch them. I just hadn't got a chance to go in that atmosphere. But being that I live in Omaha, I'm really interested, Bach, in going over and seeing what professional volleyball is like. Yeah. Like, what what's that going to be like? I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of see. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by it. It's like a new club that opens. Yeah. Nebraska, or excuse me, by the way, 93.7, the ticket is uh, uh, going to be the flagship station for uh, your Omaha Supernova. So that will be exciting. DP is going to be on the call um, and, uh, and Rico is going to be moving around as the producer there. So they're going to go to home and away games. They got a lot of traveling ahead of them. Uh, it's very cool. Um, obviously the, the pro volleyball federation, it's something new. It's exciting. They have seven teams this year. They're going to add three franchises coming up in the next season. Um, and from what I've been told, they are really good. Like, um, you know, college, college volleyball, we know here in Nebraska, as we watch our, our own women's volleyball team, uh, basically the pinnacle of the sport. When I've heard these girls even amp it up a little level from that. So, and Maybe it, because you're talking about sure pros. Pro. This is not semi-pro. Yeah, this ain't semi-pro. This is pros. These are the top uh, girls in the profession. So these are uh, the ones that you see when they are, when you see international volleyball stuff like Cuba and Venezuela. Oh, yeah. And when you see Italy and, Spain, yeah, yeah, they they are serious about this in Brazil, yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico, yeah, 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 they they real. So I'm excited to see uh, see that, and of course that will be next Wednesday is when when they will will do the first match. So uh, that'll be exciting both here at 93.7 the ticket and in Nebraska. Another reason to be excited is that uh, Nebraska basketball will get back to action. And uh, apologies to. A, uh, anybody viewing on our Sardar Hammond Jewelry stream, there seems to be a ghost in the studio moving my camera around. It's fine. You might not see my face, but you can see some other stuff on our desk. Uh, I'll, I'll try to keep, keep messing with it, but it seems to have gone. We've got haunted. It's, own, it's a haunted session going on. It's got its own mind right now. Uh, and that's fine, I suppose. I don't know. Oh, right? they don't like you, Bach. Like the ghost is like, I do not like Bach. Do not show him yeah. at all. I don't know. It must let's, be. Let's focus on Stricky. We're just going to focus on Stricky there. Uh, and uh, that's crazy. One of, the, one of the cameras has gone haywire. So we'll work on that as well. Camera's going wild. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but what I was going to say, is that Nebraska basketball will be celebrating the 93-94 Nebraska uh, team, which was a Big 8 tournament champs, went to the NCAA tournament under 8th-year head coach Danny Nee at the time, finished 20-10 and 7-7 and in Big 8 play, but once again uh, was able to win that Big 8 tournament. And uh, fortunately for us, Strick, you were, you were a part of that team. I'm going to see Bach. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a wide view. Yeah, back out. <laughs> there yeah, we are. We see oh, there we yeah. are. What's up, man? Hey, you okay. can see me you hanging out on the screen. 93, 94. Talk to me. 
Yeah, so you were a sophomore on this team. Young fella. Yeah, and uh, so just kind of let me know. I know when you committed to Nebraska, you'd said before, they're like a top 10, top 15 team. So yeah. um, it's a bit of a different mindset than I think we think of now for Nebraska basketball. But specifically going into this season, your sophomore year, what was kind of the expectation? Um, and it should be noted, like, who who were the top of the league? And I know I'm I'm saying that because Missouri was really good at the time. Yeah, um, that team, that year, Missouri, I think, went 13-0. and uh, They had, like, Doug Smith, I think, and, uh, you know, Melvin Booker, which is, you know, uh, the young Booker, Devin yeah. Booker's Devin? dad. Is he really? Okay. Yeah, Devin Booker's dad was on that team. And, and um, you know, I think Kelly Thames, and he was a young, young fella, freshman on the team at the time. And they, they were good. Now, they were good, but we were upset um, because we had we felt we beat them down in Missouri, like we had the game. It was it was it wasn't one like the Nebraska game against Rutgers or nothing like it, it's it's you're playing the number two team in the well. They I think they might have been even number one at the time, number one or two, and you're playing them and their home building and you're giving it to them and. I end up, it was late in the game. I think it was a one possession game at the time. We were down one. And it was probably, I want to say, maybe 15 seconds, something like that. It was late. Mm. And they forced Melvin Booker to me on the side. He had nowhere to go. I cut him off, took a charge. The referee, so if, if you're in refereeing or you're not, there's there's three referees in the game. There's the lead referee, which is the one that's in the backcourt. When you take the ball out, that's the lead. The center referee is the one in the middle of the court, at, usually at half court, and, and he's, he's usually kind of lifted a little bit. And then there's the lead referee, which is um, the one, I mean, I'm sorry, there's trail. So that was the trail, center, and then the lead is the guy that's, in the front court waiting for everybody to come to him. Okay. The center referee right in front of us calls charge. Our ball down one with like 10 seconds or so, or 12 seconds to go. Right. The other referee way back on the other side calls block. Mm. So we have a block charge situation. So then they have to go. I think they went to, the um they went to the uh the monitor they no they it. went to the alternator possession okay yeah they get the ball back now we have to foul we foul them they make the free throws pike throws up like a 30 footer and it goes toilet bowl mm. goes in and pops out we lose that was one of the first time i saw danny knee go crazy Danny Knee went to the referee's locker room and banged on the door and was going to go uh -oh. out uh -oh. Like he yeah. was, he was upset, and we were too because we were there yelling. We was like, "Yeah, y'all stole him." We was going nuts, so it, it pissed us off. We were yeah. really upset, so we go into the Big Eight tournament shortly after. We 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 ran off. I think five out of six. It would have been six out of six, but we ended up five out of six because we lost that game. So we yeah. we ran off a string of games. Go to the tournament. Oklahoma was in our way. We're like, we feel bad for you, Oklahoma today, baby, because uh, the Sooners got to go boomer down. 
Like we're giving you the business. We yeah. beat them by almost like 30. Yeah, the 105 you got put on. Yeah, so, we, yeah. we ran them out the gym. <laughs> like literally, because we knew that if we ran out ran them out of the gym, we probably are gonna get a look at Missouri. We wanted that mm. badly. And then we got Missouri and gave Missouri the business and uh, ultimately had to face that that Oklahoma State team. Yeah. Yep. Was that if you kind of think back, because there's also a very memorable in it to start that kind of run, that hot run that you guys were on. You beat Kansas in the Bob Devaney Sports Center, ninety six to eighty seven. What game kind of stands out to you most among that season? Is it that Missouri one because it was the the revenge factor a little bit to you? Well, that Kansas one was 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 off the chain, yeah. and here's why: because Dickie V was in the building. That's right. So <laughs> Dick, it's a PT beer, baby. Baby, it is. A, it's mayhem in here. Oh my god, he was going nuts, yeah. and it was fun because it was it was that excitement that we got you know to experience with uh, Dickie V also being in the building. It was, yeah. it was a great game. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, let me ask you, too, because you were going into your sophomore year, just kind of team dynamics. What was your expectations as far as the role going into the year? And then what did your role become? Did it change or was it about, you know, what you thought? Well, I was coming off being freshman of the year and in the Big Eight. And so very confident, but knew that um, I, I would start periodically. If you check that, find, you know, what, how many games did I start? It was like, for me, starting was based on matchup. It was based mm. on kind of who who we were probably going to play or if coach wanted me to match up. But mostly I was a six man coming off the bench. So I knew that Pike was the guy. We all knew that. You know, he was going to be first team all big eight. He was he was returning. Um, so I just I already knew my role. My role was to come in, change the tempo, get after whoever defensively, hound them, pressure them, and make my guys behind me want to follow the lead. And so I knew what my role was. I understood it was very similar to how C.J. Wiltshire probably feels right now, except I could defend a little bit better. Mm. Yeah, interesting stuff, because it's also you have to keep in mind, again, it's just weird to kind of think about this in the times that you played where the expectation was quite a bit higher than what it is now, which is, my God, please make an NCAA tournament and Nebraska fans want to see it. Whereas at that year, I believe you'd, you had, had come off a few NCAA tournament appearances. Um, so it was just kind of moving it up. Without that run, did you guys feel pretty comfortable in the Big Eight tournament as far as uh, making yeah, we, the tournament? We, we, yeah, we, we were, I think I think I want to say we were uh, either eight and six or seven and seven because that's why we yeah, needed yeah, to make yeah. that run because we, we knew we needed to make a run, and that's why we were really upset because we knew that a win on the road against Missouri would have locked us. We knew it was a lock. So we didn't feel sure, and, and that's why we said we need to go in here and get a couple. That that was really our mindset. We felt that if we can go into the Big A term, that's why I think we're really, really focused. But outside of the revenge factor, we're really focused on getting a couple because we knew that getting a couple in the Big A tournament would 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 solidify us to get in. Get in. Uh, it's fascinating having this conversation with somebody that was on the team. I know for a lot of uh, fans out there that were that were part of uh, sitting in the crowd, I love to hear their stories. Whenever I mentioned that I know Eric Strickland, I get all the all the stories about what they were what people were doing at the time you were playing. Uh so it's kind of fun to, you to reminisce. The, did you hear the story about the aftermath of when we won? Did it, did I ever share that with you? I don't think so. Which uh, in uh, the Big 8 tournament. Yeah. Huh. So after the Big 8 tournament, it was just so much excitement and we were ecstatic. The ride home was just joyous and everybody was just feeling really good. We were on a big high. So we're coming out of Kansas and literally when we crossed the border um, of the Kansas-Nebraska border. Um, there were cars on both sides, 
literally lined dang near all the way back to oh my goodness to to Lincoln celebrating the win and they they were holding up placards and you know yeah go big red congratulations yay big 10 tournament champ you know it was all these i mean people were beeping and just doing all of that oh, yeah. and i can't remember when the escort came but then the police came and like escorted us all the way back home at some point now i don't think it was right from the border but i do know it could have been from beatrice or Somewhere at some point they came and took over and they literally led us all the way with lights and led us back to the van. Like a whole parade. Yeah, man. And 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 this is like just look, this is after the win. Cause we came home. It wasn't like we stayed the night. Yeah. This was all like oh. it wasn't a like a pre-planned thing. Yeah. It was all on the on the whim. This is how great Nebraska fans are. Like I, people would never fully understand unless you unless you've been there. And when we get back to Devaney and we come into the building, Devaney's almost full. Like there's at the top sparsely just a oh, few, yeah. but it was it was full and it was just a big celebration. They had put up stages and everything just mm-hmm. on the whim. And it turned out to be just a wonderful event. Yeah. And then the aftermath. A lot of people don't know this. I hope I can get Danny in here because we're going to have a couple of guests. I, I'm, I, I've talked to a couple of guys down when we went to the Pinnacle Bank Arena for practice. Um, so I'll probably have some guys, uh, you know, uh, uh, a couple of guys from the the time just before me, that top 10 team, uh, probably Carl Hayes and, and Tony Farmer. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Listeners, if you don't know, if Tony Farmer would have stayed, we 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 could have probably went to the final, you know, like the mm. elite eight. Mm. Like that's how good Tony Farmer was it, to to at the four position at that time with his athleticism and his and his his you know he was like a gazelle and he could shoot the three at the four position. Yeah, who if we would have had him, like if he would have stayed, who yeah. that could have that could have been a dangerous team for sure. Lots of fun stuff to reminisce on. And like you said, those guys, a couple of those guys going to yeah, join. Yeah, Coach Bargain will probably come. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll join a little bit later. Uh, I'm going to actually fill in as, as well a little bit this afternoon. Uh, once again, we just got a busy afternoon coming up on the block. We'll be live from the CHI Center uh, and many of the Omaha Supernovas. Hopefully, we can talk to a few of them. And then, uh, like we were just saying now, uh, after that, we'll be old school. Jay's going to jump in uh, with myself. Well, I shouldn't say I'm jumping in with Jay because it's Jay's show, but you as well, Strick, are going to come in here and, and, and bring us some of your former teammates, uh, maybe an extra ex-coach. So a lot of fun still coming up on 93.7 The Ticket. We got one more second of heavy hour uh, coming up next year on 93.7.